Hi everybody, this is Ben and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this is not professional medical advice and does not represent the views of my medical school. This is episode 207 and I'm finishing week 56 of medical school. It's kind of an in-between week. I have two more weeks till my next exam. We're wrapping up the kidneys. uh, And I've also just been consolidating some of my outside-of-school projects. I still have some opportunities to feel like a doctor in training by doing clinical things in my extracurriculars. I also want to highlight one interesting topic we saw in school this week. Also, I'm going to have uh, my first guest on the podcast in the coming weeks. Let's get to it. One of my favorite doctors that I met so far at school is Dr. Prashant Patel, and unfortunately, he's leaving our medical school. I first met him when setting up a talk with Dr. Roach about the novels that Dr. Roach writes. They're kind of medically focused novels. Um, I re-met him when I started working on the street medicine group because he's an advisor and practitioner of street medicine and an advocate for it. He's also been a part of another weekly event that I started going to called the Clinical Reasoning Happy Hour. Um, I'll devote a whole segment to that weekly event later. And his advice to us was from the show Scrubs, which I'm a big fan of from back in the day. He said, maybe the best thing to do is to stop trying to figure out where you're going and just enjoy where you're at. Of course, I didn't get to medical school by just living in the moment all the time. I'm a pretty big planner and preparer, and there's always a lot of work to do just to get to the next step in medical school. But still, I find myself guilty of doing a little bit too much for the future without enjoying the present, saying yes to all sorts of projects without keeping time for myself and my friends and my family. So this summer, I'm taking stock, working on that a little bit. I wouldn't say I've been pushing off my projects like street medicine and research in the emergency department, but I've decided to chill out a little bit and kind of let them come at their own pace. So I feel like it's sort of a ramble, but let's just say I'm going into the fall, trying to be a little bit smarter about what I commit to and making sure not to overextend myself in too many directions. We touched on the topic of race in our one of our recent lectures on the kidneys. One, one of the most important measures of kidney function is how much fluid the kidneys are moving through them each day. It's called the glomerular filter filtration rate. The short name for it is GFR. With GFR, the more that you have, the better, since that's the kidney's job. They're supposed to move 180 liters of water through them a day and then reclaim most of it, but also peeing out toxins and other things that the body doesn't want. So that's 45 gallons that move through the kidneys, and then some of that becomes about one and a half liters that you pee out every day. As the kidneys get less and less healthy, the filtration rate, the GFR, drops lower and lower, and that has serious consequences. One other important thing is that, and the reason this ties into race, is that there are ways to measure the GFR, the filtration rate, directly, but they're expensive and really slow, and they're just not done. 
uh, because they're too much of a pain. So you have to infuse a fixed amount of a chemical into the blood for 24 hours and then keep all of the urine that a person expels during that time and measure how much of that chemical ends up in the urine and also be taking blood samples to make sure you hit the right target for how much was gonna be infused. It's really difficult. And there's a much simpler way. You can just take a blood test and measure one protein in the blood and then apply this equation to make a pretty good estimate of how much the kidneys are filtering out. It works pretty well, except for one gigantic, unmissable, unforgivable caveat. The equation includes race as one of its multipliers in order to estimate the final filtration rate for that person. It uses age because people's kidneys do less filtering as they get older. It also uses your sex at birth because one's sex can impact how much total fluid you have in the body, and then it also impacts how much the kidneys filter out each day. But drum roll, it also includes race, and being black or African American is a modifier in the, in the equation, and it causes the estimated filtration rate for that individual to be 21% higher than for someone who's not African American. If two people come in and get the same blood test and have the same protein in their system, the estimated filtration rate will be 20% higher if one of them is African American. So that's a big deal. The gigantic risk here is that we're artificially minimizing kidney failure of a vast and heterogeneous group of people based on a social construct that we call race. So there's really no evidence that African Americans as a group have some physiological difference which would affect their kidney function as a group. In fact, we know there's more genetic diversity within ethnic groups in many indicators than there is across ethnic groups. The American Society of Nephrology and the International Society of Nephrology are meeting this year and it's thought that they're going to publish new guidelines that will eliminate race from the calculation for of the filtration rate. It's a big change, and if it gets adopted, it'll instantaneously increase the number of African-American people who are labeled as being in kidney failure, and thus who are candidates for dialysis and kidney transplants. So it's a really big deal. There is the concept of personalized medicine, which includes sequencing genes to decide which treatments will work best for an individual patient. This is especially useful in treating different cancers, but clearly lumping people together by a social construct like race is not personalized medicine. It may be well-meaning or not, and it may sometimes make this equation more closely approximate the real kidney function of some people some of the time, but there are probably more harms to patients and to the credibility of the medical profession if we continue to use race in this kidney function equation. When I hear about any changes to that equation that I mentioned, I'll let you know. And until then, I will link an interesting article about racial disparities in the management of high blood pressure in the show notes. Um, it'll be in the show notes, so check it out if you're interested. It should be available for anyone to access. I will be having some guests on the podcast in upcoming episodes, and I'm excited about how that format is going to broaden up the discussion a little bit. Well, it's going to turn it from a monologue into a discussion. Um, there's some value for me in the monologue format. I can record whenever I want. I don't have to schedule it with anyone. 
and uh, no one ever asks questions that I can't answer because I pick all the questions beforehand. I've also noticed that some of the most fun parts of doing the podcast are answering listener questions and also talking about the podcast with friends and family. I'm going to cut out a few steps and just have, a, have guests directly on the podcast sometime in the next few episodes. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure it will be entertaining, so stay tuned for that. That is it for today. I talked about focusing on the present in the wise words of Dr. Patel by way of scrubs and being a bit more mindful of how I engage with all of my extracurricular activities and a bit about how medicine is improving by reevaluating the concept of race as it applies to kidney and kid- kidneys and kidney failure. And I will be having some guests soon, so stay tuned for that. Send me any questions or comments you have for the podcast at ben at bensweek.com. And thanks to David Funkhauser for the intro and outro music. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.